<laughs> I'm recording that. What did you just say? Oh, I said it's funny to me how you always end up getting people back, like no matter what, no matter how long ago it was. <laughs> it's just like you're on my list, motherfucker. Oh yeah, it's a. Uh... And you're checking it twice. Oh yeah, and when when everyone someone gets me and they do me dirty, I don't get mad anymore. I just look him dead in the face and I go, okay, all right, man. And that I know they look at me like, oh shit, <laughs> like they're terrified because. That I think enough people know now. We're talking about something that I'm not going to disclose on the show. Yeah. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jake. <laughs> Are, you sound terrified. Like, yeah, not to Jake. Gonna you're going to be coming for me. <laughs> Look, I haven't forgot the time you ditched me floating down the river. I know you haven't. You still <laughs> still remind me. So, yeah, that's, that's an interesting observation. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I don't think it's ever been said out loud. But, yeah. I keep those things in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. If it like not so much my friends, right? If my friends, if my friends burn me, I'll tell you straight up. Like you and I have had many conversations about that day. Like mm-hmm. it bummed me out. It was, it was, you know, we we worked through it. But that's what friends do, right? the The instances and the cases that I'm talking about are not people people who have burned me who are not my friends. Mm-hmm. And I just say, okay, all right. Or even if they are my friends, or or there's a there's some kind of um, what is it? Acquaintance there. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to remember that. Well, I'm sorry. Great. I forgive you, but I don't forget. <laughs> uh, well, any other than that, how are you? Is that fucked up? Am I in the wrong? No. I don't, I don't know. It's, I do the long con, dude. It, dude, however you choose to handle slights, that is on you. How do you handle slights? I just cry. Bury him down. I just bury him deep inside and let him fester. I don't like your body language right now. Why? Your arms are crossed. I'm a little cold. I'm sorry, no, dude. No, it's all good. I I will warm up once you start going. I I was like, dude, it's cold in here. Nah, I'm just bummed out. Like, I just I was feeling pretty good today, and then I went to um, then I went out in public. <laughs> Anytime you deal with public, it yeah. just drink bring drags you down. The what does the public drink bring? Was that a stutter? Or uh, it was. Words? A, it was a stutter. Oh, okay. It I was, was like, stutter. what is he talking about? I don't know. I mean, for those of you who have listened, you know that I trip over my words a lot. Oh yeah, like, for sure. That's just what I do. I mean, I misuse words all the time on the show. It's embarrassing. That's why I don't. I stopped listening back because I'm, I hear myself say something and I'm like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it's so gross. I, I don't listen to uh, to the Republic back. Just oh, because. I do. I do. Oh, like do. To the Republic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, just real quick. Uh, yeah, Shy's like Shy is like friends with the the like bullies, dude. Straight up bullies. And I'm like, you your friends suck, dude. You gotta find some new friends, bro. And like we're we're trying to like shift from like it's a place to like how I'm the the worst parent ever. Just like what the fuck are you doing there? Oh, well, I'm just I'm hanging out with my friends. It's a place to learn. You are there to learn. <laughs> and obviously, I'm not like that crazy about, it, but I am a little that crazy about it. I'm like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, what you need to do is you need to find the smartest effing person in the school and you make them your best friend. And she's like, <laughs> what are you talking? I go, it's what I did with Jake. How do you think I got through college? And now we have an awesome <laughs> show. And he's the smartest person I know. So my life is massively improved because I'm friends with a genius. Your life just gets better when you're friends with smart people. Not necessarily smart because there's a lot of smart people who are jackasses. That's true. That's true. Okay, I'll amend my statement to her later. I'll be like, hey, Jake had a point. Don't be friends with jackasses who are smart, just the good people who are mm-hmm. smart. I think it's just finding a person who's like 
lawyer. I think the most like, and I don't know if like you can even identify that. Like I don't even know if I was fully developed in like middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. For sure. But stuff like, I don't know. Loyal. I mean, loyalty is big, obviously, but dependability. Like, oh, de- that's huge. Dependability is like the hardest thing. Yeah. To find yes. in a, in an individual, it's like someone you know is going to show up to a river float. Yes. <laughs> Jab, 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 jab. <laughs> uh, but think, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's just like the person that you know more, t- like way more often than not, they're going, they're going to be there. Like, like your wedding. Yeah, I mean, in, like, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm it's just, just like I'm sure I burned I'll, you I'll, a few I'll, times. I'll mer- I, I will move through. Like, I will like make sacrifices. Like, I'll make sacrifices to be there. Absolutely, and uh, that's hard to find in somebody. That's why. Like, my best friends are you and Jesse. I know if I needed you, needed you, mm-hmm. you guys would do it. You'd make it happen. I even think Jesse, in the midst of COVID, if it was that effing serious, even with everything he's dealing with, he would make it happen. Mm-hmm. I know he would. Without a doubt. If it wasn't elective, he would make it happen. I've unfortunately never met him in person, mm-hmm. but I don't doubt that yeah. for a second. I mean, you know him. You game with him every mm-hmm. week, right? Um, that is, I think, I think that is a huge point in in friendship that i think i i don't know if i don't know maybe maybe people do realize that that is the single most important thing in their friendships that are good friendships or good relationships Mm -hmm. right there was a moment i I can't even define it but i remember the feelings and the realization of like holy shit like this dude is the best i can always count on him and I remember, I, me- I remember having it with a friend, Marty, who I don't even talk to anymore, but like we would always rip on Marty and give him a hard time, but I was like stranded in the middle of nowhere after a party. I had no way home, and he was at home sleeping, and I called him, and he came and picked me up, mm-hmm. and I was like, if anyone ever talks shit to Marty again, I'm going to kick their ass. <laughs> I can talk shit to him, but yeah. nobody else can. Mm-hmm. And anytime people did at school and tried to say something like that, like you're not in our circle, like I would shred them to bits mm-hmm. because dependability. Yeah. Right. So that is a, so knowing that, that, that moment that changed me, it's like, I want to be that guy. I want to try to be that friend. And there are times where I am not that good friend and I am not a good friend, but, I always want, I want to be the guy to the closest friends to go, like, if I need Jeff, I know I can call Jeff. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I hope I've fostered that feeling or understanding between us. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this every Thursday if I didn't think so. Well, right. right? Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe you're just trying to get rich quick. No, you have no idea. Like, (laughs) like you have no idea how much I meant. Like, obviously, like, this is just one in a a ton of examples. But like, when I was, when I was like, really like really frustrated and kind of like like i don't know frustrated but also like kind of embarrassed mm-hmm. like with my with my wedding mm. and i texted you and you 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 just like it wasn't even a question no. of like i'm going to be there and i'm going to be there for jake yeah so it's like like that was solid like that was yeah. just super super solid and like yeah of course like that's that's the kind of friend that you like the kind of friend you are to me so like right. everything you're saying like you hope you are yeah, you are absolutely to me and I'm assuming you are to Jesse because yeah. people reciprocate how they're treated yes. and Jesse wouldn't be as loyal as I know he is to you if you weren't that way. Right. With them, so. And it's that it's that. So and when you say that, it makes me realize that you guys are that friend because 
There, without a question, it wasn't even it wasn't even a, a burden or a or a hesitation. I was like, oh yeah, duh, dude. It might take me a little while because I got a little little squirrel with me, but mm-hmm. you know, once I get her wrangled, we'll we'll be there. Yeah. Um, but without a hesitation, it was there. So I think dependability is a huge. I think that might be the key thing, right? That's what we look for in re- in relationships and friendships and spouses, right? Mm-hmm. This is why we just went off on friendship, dude. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> in, in you bring up spouses too, like that's that that's huge, right? Like, um, that that's the thing. Like, I know I absolutely have with Kylie is like, no matter what, like it's nice having somebody like I know is just always right there in my corner. Always, yeah. Um, even under- when you're wrong, you know that they're gonna be like, well, <laughs> look, dude, you're not right. But I'm here, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and uh, for sure. And for me, also too, is like who you are when you think like nobody else is around. Like, mm. so for what I mean by that is, are people are they genuine? Are they going to mm. talk shit about the people when they're not in the room? Right. And I've got a few like old friends, like mm. people I've known since high school. Like they were my closest friends in high school, um, and stuff like that. And I don't know. I it's there's this one guy who Mm. like i was friends with throughout high school yeah and he just can't no matter what i was around him all he did was just talk shit about whoever was in that group that wasn't Wasn't currently there there. and Uh. i'm just like dude i don't like for a long time i put up with that yeah and i thought like oh that's it that's all right behavior Mm -hmm. and then it's just like it got to the point where like now i'm in this place in my life where i'm like i don't need like, I don't need that in yeah. my life. And uh, yeah. so I, I'm still friends with I'm still friends with the other people right. that are in that group. And like I was just at one of them's birthday party the other mm-hmm. day and it was a lot of fun. Like I enjoyed their company because mm-hmm. they're genuine people. But that, that, <laughs> that other one, I'm just like, yeah, like it's gross behavior. Yeah, because I, I, mean, I know like I know you're talking shit about when I'm not there. Yeah. I know. Like, what are you saying about me? Yeah. So it's just... Uh, I said that to my drivers today. I was like, what do you guys say behind my back? They're like, we hate you. But I know they're not serious. But mm-hmm. but it's... But if they... I mean, honestly, like, sometimes you question it. Like, holy crap. What do these people say when they're not around? Yeah. While in the meanwhile, I'm over here telling my 12-year-old, Jake is the smartest person you know, and you don't <laughs> question that. <laughs> the, uh, I, I, it's... Yeah, I mean, I... This kind of sucked. Like I had, uh, like when Kylie and I were broken up, mm. he like reached out to me and was like, "Hey, dude, like you're doing really good." Because you know, like I was pretty like open about my uh, my struggles with right. uh, with um uh, my mental health and everything that mm-hmm. I was going through. You know, a year and a half ago, and he reached out to me and he was like, "Hey, man, like I, we haven't talked in a long time. Like I know things didn't really work out. Like we we kind of had our falling out if, like years mm-hmm. ago." And he's like, "I, I just want to make sure you're okay. Like, do you want to meet up?" So I was like, "Yeah, sure." So like we meet up. And we go down to uh, we we walk all around the waterfront and we we had this like really nice like hour and a half long talk and I felt like really good about it and I was oh, like oh no and then he immediately went to because he's friends with Kylie's like stepbrother mm-hmm. immediately went like as soon as he left got on the phone and was like I gotta he's like are you home I gotta come over I gotta drop all the gossip and then Kylie was with her brother and then like text me and she's like hey you might want to, like me and kylie weren't really talking at that point yeah but she's like you may you might want to watch out who you're talking to because this just happened and i'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me did you call him oh yeah oh i love it confrontation now you go i don't oh, get, okay i don't, I don't get right. i don't get okay. confrontational a lot but that was just like you're at that point like you're yeah. de- like you're dead to That's me. like fucked up i know right so i love a good like tea spill but not about your friends dude and that's not a friend 
That's not a friend. Well, like he, he, I hadn't talked to this dude in forever. What? Legitimately only reached just out to reached me out. just to get gossip on me. What? And I like, took advantage of like the mental state where I was in, where I was like really, I felt really isolated and lonely because yes. it's the middle of COVID. Like, and uh, you're talking into a microphone with like, you're hoping people are listening. You're it's just spilling everything. Yeah. I mean, not that that's a bad mm-hmm. thing. I'm just saying like. You were you were venting. You were re- you were willing to talk to those who listened, right? Mm-hmm. And this dude just exploited that. Yeah. For what clout amongst other friends? Like, guess what I know about Jake? Yeah. It's dude that deserves a nut punch for sure. <laughs> uh, needless to say, like I've seen him a couple times since then. Yeah. But are you are you are you how are you? Do you like? What's up? Head nod? Are oh, you hell no. I, I cold don't, as fuck? I, I don't even yes! acknowledge his existence. Yes! I love it. <laughs> I love it. But I also love the, like, get the fuck away from me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't even talk to me, bro. Oh. Yeah. Like, we went over to a mutual friend's house. Oh, yes. Like, my best friend from high school, uh, him and his wife, we went to their house to watch the NFC Championship yeah. game because Kylie and her stepbrother are both huge Packer fans. Mm-hmm. And the Packers were playing the, the Is Bucks. This football? Yeah. <laughs> see i always have to I'm go and kidding. i always have to go and watch the packers because the jets are always like long out of right. it by the time uh the playoffs come around so uh we're over there watching the packers and like he shows up and like kind of sits by me and multiple times try to like bring up like football or like fantasy football and i just cold stared like right at the tv i'm like dude don't even talk to me like we're not even after we're he didn't respond friends. he kept trying yeah he tried multiple times so he's trying to get that tea dog whatever he's trying to get i don't know like trying wow. to feel me out like see if i was still upset or if not but i'm like no dude i'm like i'm like i don't i don't sit there i'm not sitting here and i'm not i'm not, i don't sit around dwelling on it right but it's like dude uh, yeah yeah you're not gonna like he's not he doesn't have any rent in your head like mm-hmm. you're you're out you're done yeah. like to the point where you can't just be like nope well, we had a falling out like a couple of years after high school, and oh. at that point, I was like, I was kind of like, I was kind of done with For him sure. then. And then there was a couple of attempts where he had tried to like be friends, and because he was always around, he's always around Kylie's, and you know, Kylie's stepbrother would always invite us to like their Fourth of July party and stuff like that. So I would, I would see him about once or twice a year, and he'd mm-hmm. always be like, "Oh, we gotta go, we gotta hang out, we gotta hang out, we gotta hang out," all this stuff. And mm-hmm. then I'm, I'd be like, eh. and then the one time I'm like, "All right, let's do it," and then he does that shit i'm like Dude, oh, we fuck you burn his house down <laughs> oh don't 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 clip that <laughs> i always say that that's always my go-to burn their house down oh yeah it's always like because it always gets someone to go jesus dude like what's that okay all right i'll burn their house down mm-hmm. but you don't if you're gonna go big you gotta go I mean, you gotta go big right yeah, if you're dude. gonna get somebody back i mean make sure no one's home but mm-hmm. like make sure it's filled with like photographs and memories that's just never getting back <laughs> uh hard drives um so you don't you don't have any like i don't know i don't have a specific plan for revenge but if the moment comes up i'm capitalizing on mm-hmm. that shit yeah i'm not a revenge type person i'm not a revenge type person i'm an opportunist when it comes to revenge <laughs> sure but if, even if even, even when the life, opportunity for me, even when the opportunity presents itself, I still don't. I don't take it. Oh, dude, you're a better person than I. I am. don't know if that's better. I mean, it's 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 who you are, right? That's how you. I mean, just like 
I, I like that's why I like you could hear me. I'm sure the audience hears just me like, yes, tell me how you ignored everything he said to you. Like <laughs> I'm like, feed me. Like I love it. That's what you get, sucker. Like I love it. Because he deserves it, right? Mm-hmm. Because he deserves it. I'm an opportunist. If, if revenge falls in my lap, I'm not going to go shit on someone's grave. But if I happen to be there and have to poop, it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you just happen to eat Taco Bell on your, on your right. way to the cemetery. Dude. That was just a complete coincidence. <laughs> oh, wait. I got to go. And here we are. I'm going to do it. But I'm not going to go out of my way sure. to go to the graveyard. Anyway, um, so tell me, yes, it's been about a week, uh huh, since you just fed your body with the most expensive food in the land. Oh, you're talking about? Oh, oh my, yeah, my, oh yeah. I forgot we were going to talk about this. <laughs> so, do you feel like so you... the so the people <laughs> I was talking about were the people that I went to dinner with? That's oh, okay, was, okay, yeah. Um, just Jesse and Will are their names. Mm. Um, and do you feel like, like you're on your way to like be a king or just a superhero now that you've ate from the land of the rich? All right. So here's something that was going through my mind when I (laughs) went to this restaurant, which is called Dos Alas, Mm -hmm. which is uh, owned by the same company that owns Margarita Factory and Tequila Factory. Did not know that. I didn't know that either until I left. But then I started thinking about it. It makes sense because all the wait staff are dressed the exact same as they are at those other bars, all black. Mm. Um, and, uh, murdered out dog. Yeah. Um, and then, Definitely a, a skewed younger staff mm. that look a very specific way. Gotcha. I.e. attractive. Mm. Like it's a it's no a very... fatties like me. Oh, shut up, <laughs> dude. dude so when the first time I walked down to the waterfront, I saw it and it was like coming soon. And I was like, dude, because it's like a murder. No, it's a tequila bar, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, I do. Enjoy yeah, they it. have like a they have a Sauvignon Blanc, whatever the dude is that goes around. I, what I is just, it called? I don't have no idea. I'm not, I'm not going to try that try again. It, try no. It. So, Someone young. So just cream of some young guy? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and he uh, he brings his cart around. Uh, he brings his cart around and he's just like, this is our tequila cart. This is how we promote tequila at the, our restaurant. Let me know if you want a shot of anything. Okay. And I mean, I didn't part. I don't drink. So I right. Partake, but. I do love the it's it's. It's the drink of my people. No, I do love tequila, right? Mm-hmm. As people know from last week. <laughs> yeah, tequila um, and Pepsi. Yeah. So I was like, I saw it coming soon. I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. Like, I would love to eat there mm-hmm. until you go there and tell me that a tomahawk steak is $150. $150. And for the small price of an additional $35, so $190, mm-hmm. you can get steak and shrimp. They'll just throw in the shim for an extra 30. Yeah. It's insane. Uh, so I've often heard from, I listen to this. This is going to seem like it's out of left field, but okay. I have often listened to for years. I have been a loyal listener to Isaac and Sue on 10 right. the fan. Um, they have this whole hour at the end. They have a four hour show. The last hour is they call the club and they just literally talk about, whatever they want to talk about mm. non-sport it's a non-sports hour oh, so it's a wow. lot it's a lot of fun to listen to because yeah. they're goofy guys they're mm. they're pretty fun um and they often talk a lot about food and they're definitely mm. like anything that is not like a 
standalone restaurant. They call it TG, uh, TGI McScratchies. Okay. So that's like your Applebee's, your Red Robin, your right. TGI Friday, stuff like that. So they're very much like they spend a lot of money on food. Okay. And they're very like food snobbish. Yeah. And they all, they always say like Red Robin tastes really good to you if you haven't had good food before. Okay. So I'm like, I w- I'm like, is this going to be my entrance into good food? Because I've really <laughs> never gone to like a super high-end, high-end restaurant. Right. With any sort of frequency that I, or, or being old enough to really appreciate it. Okay. Because um, I worked at Fisherman's forever, right? On a fi- You're not going, you're not eating $150 steak on yeah. a Fisherman's salary. Now we're all paying your tab. True. But <laughs> I also, even with that, I still can't, I'm still, not, I mean, I'm still not affording $150 steak. This is ridiculous. Do you think so, they'd let us split it? <laughs> everything on there is, even that is part of the shareables oh, okay. section. So technically, yes. Okay. But the portion sizes, definitely not big enough to share. Mm. Um, They do this stuff, I think, to, just to keep the tab bracket up. Right. It's super easy to just... A la carte. Yeah. yeah. Everything is a la carte. Yeah. And... Uh, oh, you'll pronounce so, that uh, one. So I'm like, well, that, that's in our le- <laughs> that's in our lexicon, right? So I, I didn't even know what the F that meant, I don't dude. know. It's like, it's like uh, the Sauvonnier or something like that. Okay. Or whatever the dude who... I like, don't even know what that is. It's, it's a, now it's in your French, lexicon because you're going to these fancy-ass restaurants. It's French for the... the, the uh, uh, the, the cart guy. That, the cart guy. Yeah. Okay. The cart guy. The hey, dude, cart guy. Why don't you bring that like over the, here? Like the drink expert, right? Gotcha. Like you get him at uh, Italian restaurants with wine. Did not know that. I didn't know that either. I've never been to one. Little Italy's is as nice as it goes for Italian food for me. Uh, where's that? It's downtown Vancouver. It's like, it's been there forever. Never it's right on, it. right on Washington. You've never been there? No. It's it's actually really, really good. I'll write it down. Food. Little you Italy's? Should. Little Italy's. It's really good. Really, really good. Um, The... So this is your step into this is my step fine dining. into fine dining. What so, the radio show's been talking about, like you're going to enter that realm now. Yeah. So I'm like, am I going to? Is everything that is not this quality food mm. going to taste like crap now? So I'm kind of like, it's kind of it's. I always when I was selling binoculars back in the day <laughs> at Fisherman's Street Marine, I have a lot of analogies that don't seem to fit, but hear me okay. out on this. <laughs> we used to have like a range of binocular prices. <laughs> From like $120 to $3,000. For sure. And I'm like, people would want to be like, oh, let me look through the $3,000 glasses. And I would always say to them, the second you look through these, everything below it is going to look like absolute garbage. And you're going to, you're, it's just, you're not going to be, anytime. Why would you tell them that? Anytime you look through a, another pair of binos, it's going to be like, oh, it's just not quite good enough. Let them. Well, you don't get commissioned, do you? No. Oh, so, I, so I still want to. So I still want to sell them something because a lot of times, man, a lot of times people would look through it and they'd be like, "Oh, I got some stuff to think about," and then they would, and then they would go away because they were sold to like on a cheap one hundred twenty dollar pair. Then they realize how much how crappy a hundred dollar pair of binoculars really is. It's like once you've seen it, you can't not yeah, see it. I right. think it's the same thing with. I'm assuming it's probably the same way with taste and food. Okay. So this is what all going through my head as I'm gotcha. showing up there. I'm overthinking this a million. Oh, of course. But they've talked about they had neither of those guys, Isaac and Suk, had gone to this place, but they had talked about it as op- being opened up, and they couldn't believe something like this exists in Vancouver, Washington. Haters, bro. It's not that they're necessarily hating. It's just like, dude, it is Van- it is Vancouver, dude? It's on growing, the rise, dog. Growing up here, but you didn't go to high school here. 
it's yeah, I know it was Van Tucky. It was a trash first, city. The, the fir- it was gross. All the hillbillies lived up there. Trust me, I know what Portland thinks of Vancouver. Yeah, I know, <laughs> exactly. So take like take that and growing up here, it wasn't all hill. It wasn't hillbillies. I mean, I, mean, I went to uh, Hudson's Bay. You duck hunted your whole life. True. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of uh, big truck drivers. That's right. Um, I never heard a pair. I never heard of Romeos until I moved here. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it is. It is definitely more uh, rural than Portland. Yeah, we'll for say sure. rural. Yeah. So, um, what was I talking about? Oh, your step into the they yeah, couldn't believe it so was up here. They are ta- Vancouver's I, on the rise. So, Van- I mean, it is like you go to downtown I, Vancouver is. and you're you go to the new waterfront. And you're like, what is this? This yeah. is not Vancouver. Like, I grew up the the nicest restaurant you had was Red Robin out by the mall, like right. an Olive Garden. Like that's where you went for nice dinners. Mm-hmm. I mean, now it's Prom like and shit. Yeah, it, I, you had McMinimin like in terms of like standalone oh, like rest, restaurant. And you got you had McMinimins beaches. and beaches. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Yeah, you, like your choices for prom were McMinimins or beaches. Okay, I gotcha. So that was that's all you had, right? That's a great analogy, right? That's how you determine what's available for food is like prom or like winter formals or mm-hmm. dances. Yeah, where do you go to eat? Yeah. Because if it's it, it, there's only two restaurants now, I feel like a lot of people could have a lot of Dude, options. There's a lot of options, yeah, a ton. So especially all around centered in this new waterfront area, which right. is just gorgeous, yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Um, the heads up to this, I mean, all sorts of props to the uh, to the city planning, yeah, like to make that a thing. It's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. It's brought a lot of brought a lot of money, brought a lot of uh, opportunity to the to the city, but. Anyway, so DeSalis, uh, it the ambiance is crazy. Like you walk in, you got to go up these stairs, and it's just packed. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of loud music. It honestly, like, have you been into Buffalo Wild Wings lately? Not lately. Okay, but you've been into Buffalo Wild yes. Wings. Like they've got, it's just loud, yes. right? It's yeah. just a very loud atmosphere. Sitting, you're sitting at a table like we are here, and you have to yell to be able to be heard. Right. It's like that. Yeah. Um, very fancy. Like, just felt very fancy. Uh, sat down and the menu menu's over like the menu is limited very very yeah, limited yeah i looked it up would you expect i mean a lot of those those places like this i'm assuming are are, are limited they specialize right. in a very specific type of food and and i wonder maybe what pre-covid what does that menu look like or non-covid era mm-hmm. you know what i mean with yeah. more resources and for sure and food moving and because right now there's nothing and mm-hmm. restaurants are suffering and yeah but yeah. the more you like the more diversity you have probably yes. the, it drops the, the overall well, quality down yes. because you you don't have you have chefs that are focusing on so many different types right. of food this is like all kind of like around the same kind of yeah. thing so i sit down and i'm looking at this menu and then our waiter comes up and he's just very much like uh will actually said this perfectly he was like this dude is like the dutch the Dutch Brothers version of restaurant mm, servers. Gotcha. The very fake, like, what's up? up? How are you guys doing? Exactly. How's your afternoon going? And he's like, so I'm gonna. He's like, so he's like, he's almost like dancing, going through his like, his like, his core, his like, rehearsed routine. He's like, uh-huh. so I'm gonna go over the menu with you and how and decide and tell you about how Desalis is different than any other restaurant experience you've ever been to. You should get a job there. And. So like, he is like, so we have our small plates in order to get enough food. We are, we recommend that you order at least three small plates as an individual. All of our, all the other stuff is shareable. We, we really, um, uh, 
try to promote communal dining here at DeSalis. And it During was just a pandemic. Like, it was like this huge, like, he, it, I don't know, it was just like this product, this big production thing. Right, it was just right. way over the top. So I'm like looking at the shareables thing and I'm like, I don't know how to like order. Like if I order the shareable and it's supposed to be shared by the table, like what is, and it's all, all a cart. Like what is, like if I order the, the roast chicken, I how wish. much fucking roast chicken am I getting? <laughs> I wish I was in your head during the whole thing. Dude, I was like, I had to have Kylie order for me because I was so nervous, anxious about ordering here. And uh, I ordered the, um, so I ended up ordering the roast chicken. And we're getting like a full like Costco size roasted chicken. That's what I, I don't know what I'm getting. Oh, okay. I don't know what I'm getting. Right. So, and I'm, but I'm nervous because of the prices of it. Right. Oh like, yeah. If I order this and it's super expensive and it's just way too much food or not enough food mm-hmm. like i don't know what i sh- i don't know what i want to be getting and then he's like oh so but what we do is to make sure it's fresh as possible different things that you guys are ordering is going to take or is going to take different times because we don't start cooking it until it's ordered so you guys are all going to be eating at different times that's why we say this is shareable so way when you get an order a shareable everybody can be eating at different times like everybody's eating at the same time but you're gonna be eating different things and i'm just like i'm just gonna order for myself this sounds already so fun it's awful. It, it sounds just, terrible. It was just it. it ugh. Everybody just watch me eat. Okay, now we'll watch you eat. That's pretty much what it was. Like yeah. right when you or normally normally at a restaurant, you order everything comes out at the same yes. time. This is not happening. Okay. Uh, the drinks are like they bring. They brought uh, my my friend like an old fashioned mm-hmm. in a fucking lantern. Oh, it was that's like, what it was. It in. was like yes. smoking. Yeah. And so like they hold the hand the old fashioned over and like he opens up the little like front door window and he like opened it up. Yeah. What an experience. And you get, and then, yeah, and it's just, it, dude, it was. How just, much was that drink? I think if it, if I was looking at it right, it was forty dollars for, the, for the old. Jesus. It's dude. It's insanely expensive. Okay. For an old fashioned in the lantern. <laughs> you get, but you get the, you don't get to take the lantern home. But you I get just to see like, it come to you in a lantern. Uh, hold the lantern, please. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get the lantern so, on the side? So like, uh, my other friend ordered a Moscow Mule, and it came in this huge like brass. Like goblet kind of thing. It was just. Was it a large drink? Yeah, it was pretty large. Was the other one large? No. What? Everything was confusing, but I don't know alcohol, so I don't know okay. what is the right proportions of <laughs> different stuff. You're just lost, dude. I'm you're just buried into Kylie's shoulder. I can't even. For me, for me, it was like I'm getting a diet coke and chicken. Okay. And so the chicken comes, and it's literally, literally, they just handed like it looked like they cut an entire whole chicken in half and threw it on a plate, because I got I had like I had one wing, I had one drumstick, and a like a and like a half of a breast. Okay, so it was half a chicken. Yeah, it was literally half a chicken. Okay, and then my friend Will ordered the other half, and it's like literally you could take them both and put them together. Like it looks like they literally chopped it in the in half, cooked it that way. Uh, It was good. But it was, I mean, at the end of the day, it's chicken, right? Yeah. And it just, I'm like, oh, the seasoning's really good. And then you realize they just salted the shit out of it. Oh. It was just really, really salty. That's what I was thinking this whole time. Just put some salt on it and it's fucking good. It was good. But, yeah. I mean, at the prices, like, so I don't know, So it did not man. elevate like, your taste buds. No, because it wasn't anything different than I, like I had eaten anywhere else. Kylie ordered salmon and she just, I mean, she really liked the salmon. But for me, like, she's like, hey, try this. You have to try this. It was, uh, so I tried it and, uh, I mean... It was salmon, but I've grown up. For me, this is, I mean, this is unfortunate. This is not DeSalas' fault. But for me, salmon, I've had it cooked a million different ways. I've had bad salmon. I've had excellent salmon. Yeah. Everything in between. And, like, for me, 
fresh caught like spring chinook or fall chinook whatever but barbecued like on a cedar plank like the stuff like my dad like my dad does people who know how to cook salmon right this this was bad salmon like oh. it wasn't good I'm, but to people who haven't had but your palate for salmon, salmon is my palate for salmon that, is like bro. is really really uh, uh i don't even know what you say elite elite is a very elite <laughs> palate anyway uh it just tasted fishy i don't know i didn't like it yeah but, um yeah and then we left and we went over to uh the cow, the 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 yard, the, bro. The, the yeah, the and yard. this I'm not called? mad at. I'm not mad at this. I honestly, I looked up Dosalis after all of this. Mm-hmm. I was flabbergasted when you were telling me it was not my choice to go there. I could not believe it, like all of it. Mm-hmm. But then you talked about the milk, the yard place, the milkshake place, and I'm not mad at it. You said it was twenty bucks for a milkshake, but you got to keep the jar. Yeah, you keep the jar, and it comes with all sorts of... Like, Worth it. It is it is a good milkshake. Worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah, 20 bucks. I got the mint brownie one, Yeah, and it had like a legit like massive brownie. Oh, I looked it up, dude. dude. It looks really good. I it's, looked it up. It's good. <laughs> it's good. So that's down there, too. Yeah. And, and that's it, worth it. Yeah, and then there's like the stack. There's wild fin. The stack is like a, um, it's like a high-end steak burger What's the place. whiskey place? There's like a whiskey bar right there. Yeah, that's the stack. I've been there. Yeah. And I liked it. Mm-hmm. And it was good. Yeah. And they had decent prices. Mm-hmm. And they had good whiskey. I went there with Jesse and Jen for my birthday. Oh, you did? Yeah. I dug it. Wasn't mad at it. Mm-hmm. But wild, Yeah, there's Wildfin. There's Twigs. The stack. Yeah, there's some good restaurants. There's like down a little there right fish now. taco stand too. Yeah, and yeah, right the the open air one, yes. like the one you walk up to. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. I, I haven't ate there, but I heard it's really I good. I want to try that shit for sure. Um, yeah, everything down there is pretty reasonably priced, yeah. except for Dos Alas. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, it wasn't bad food. It was a, it was. I was glad to be there to yeah. celebrate, you know, birthday. That's the best part of the whole story is you didn't go there. Out of like, yo, let's go here and try it out. Mm-hmm. You went there because someone said, hey, this is where I'm going for my birthday. And you're like, all right, dude. So you go and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I'm like, where should we go? Let's try somewhere new. I researched the shit out of it. I'll well, look at well, prices. I knew, I'll well, look I at knew, reviews. Well, I knew what was. I knew what we were heading into. Oh, you did. Before we showed up there. You are just like, fuck it, dude. You're pulling hundreds out of your money clip and shit. I didn't really. I mean... I was going to go no matter what. I wasn't going right. to miss his birthday. Right. But I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, this is going to be... I hope the It's an experience. Is, it's an, it was an experience. I'm yeah. glad I could say I've gone there. Right, right. Um, I, I probably wouldn't go back. Yeah, I'll live through you, dude. Yeah. Uh, I think Taryn said she went, and I think she was talking about the bri- the drinks being overpriced, but I didn't get the in-depth review. What did, like uh, what did, did. Taryn... Did that she was say it. she liked just, it? I don't remember, honestly. The food's not particularly memorable. Really? Yeah. I mean, if you've had like... So you've had Margarita Factory, right? Or no. Tequila Factory. Have you ever been there? What's the one downtown? Well, there's Tequila Factory. I think I've been to that one. Yeah. Food's terrible. I mean, you know Mexican food. Damn right I do. So I'm not going to tell you that it's good. <laughs> but for me, I actually find them to be decent, even though it's overpriced. Yeah. Dude, that little place on Fourth Plane is where it's at. Four Caminos. Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> well, give him, give him a no, shout I out. No, I am trying to get. I, there's a few places I want to get there's a shout out. There is a lot of Mexican food on Fourth Plane. Yes, there is. And Four Caminos, little family owned. I found it on the Fourth Plane Forward website mm. or on their Instagram. Um, is that the? Uh, 
is that the 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 organization that tries to promote um, minority business owners down Fourth Plain? Yeah, I mean, kind of everywhere, but they're kind of focused on Fourth Plain, mm-hmm. Fourth Plain Forward. They had their cultural fair I went to that year, um, and they put it on, um, and it was just like on their Instagram, they're trying to promote, you know, uh, all kinds of businesses on Fourth Plain, not just uh, Mexican restaurants, whatever, you know, uh, Russian, Asian. They have all kinds of. Sure. Um, diverse restaurants down Fourth Plain, and so they put Fourth Caminos on there, and I was like, "Yo, this is like family owned. We should go here." And we go there, and it's the same family every day: the husband, the wife, I think the the mother in law or the mom is in the back, and the kid, like the daughter, is like serving drinks, and like the one kid is just like hanging out on his like tablet all the time, like hmm. just chilling. But the food is so effing good. Really? Oh, dude, it's insane! It's insane. It's so good. That's a bomb ass. And I told everyone at work, I was like, you need to go there. And they went there. I was right. Four Caminos. Four Caminos. Right. I'm I'm going to have to go there. Um, and then I was thinking about the best salmon I've ever had. And I had it at the Mediterranean restaurant that we went to with Matt. Oh, uh, the uh, Pesha House? Petra House. Petra House. Yes. I love Petra House. I do not. I know you don't. You guys drug me there. And that was one of the most uncomfortable experiences of my life. <laughs> It was just like I didn't have anything to order. Everything was like had yogurt on it, and I'm like, "Why the fuck does this have yogurt?" It's not yogurt. It says yogurt. (laughs) It was like tzatziki. Parentheses yogurt. You've never had tzatziki before. No. Hummus. No. You've never had hummus. No, dude. What? I am chicken strip guy. Like, why (sighs) on earth do you think I've eaten any of this stuff? At what point is that going to change? Probably never. Why? Like you I just like don't what like I the, like. but you don't like the taste. You're talking about the fucking elite palate of salmon, and then your chicken strip guy. You can't be both. No salmon, not allowed. S- salmon is a normal thing to eat if you're from the northwest. Oh, it's normal. That's cool to Look me. at the white guy no, telling everybody it's what's normal. It's cultural. <laughs> okay, like, to the Pacific Northwest. Sure, eating salmon is a, is like is like a northwest. Thing. Oh, I know it's a fish. Anyways, so um, Petra House is like Jen's spot. Like, she loves it. But best salmon I've ever had. Like, well, it, how do they cook it? I don't know, man. They got this like. How do me- they? It, it's Mediterranean. It's There's no salmon it's in, med- in skewer, the Mediterranean. It's on a skewer, dude. They cook it the same way they cook their beef, lamb, and It's all on kebab? Chicken. It's on a kebab. And they got their like Mediterranean sauce all over it. Oh, my God. It's no. so good. No. Yes. No. You don't even know. I can tell you it's uh, terrible. Uh, you don't know that. Yes, I you can. I can one and you didn't like that. Hundred percent. Maybe tell you're, you it's not good. Maybe you are just familiarized with shit salmon, so you don't oh, recognize no. good salmon. Oh hell no! I'm just There's saying. No way. Maybe. There's no way. I grew. I've grown up you eating salmon. You went to Dos Salas and you didn't like it. Yeah. Okay. Because they didn't. Because it's not good. Maybe you've been fed not good salmon your that whole is life. One hundred percent not true. You don't know. You don't know until you try it. I have had all sorts of salmon. Maybe I've you... had good salmon. I've had bad salmon. I've had everything <laughs> in between. I've, this is the second time I've said this in those exact words on this episode. <laughs> and I can guarantee you, guarantee you that I know what I know what salmon, what good salmon tastes like. Who is the? So you're the just authority on that? Yes. How? I'm I'm 
I'm just I, I'm planting plant my flag here. Oh, okay. I'm making myself you hear the authority. That. Everyone in that is native to the Northwest, Jake is the authority on good salmon. Unless, <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. No. Uh, okay. No, because I. <laughs> Even okay, I will even get the mayor on here and tell you how salmon should be cooked because the mayor cooks the same way, cooks salmon the same way that my my dad cooks salmon, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. So if they both cooked, who cooks better salmon? My dad. I think we need a cook off, bro. My dad. That is, sounds like a Patreon fucking episode right there. Yeah, it does. <laughs> my dad cooks salmon better than anybody i've ever had okay why are you guys feeding me dead birds instead of a fucking delicious you want salmon? you asked him to cook you duck which to me i don't understand well because you're always talking about killing them so i thought well if he's gonna kill them somebody's better better eat them we eat them every single bird that has been shot by us has been consumed you shouldn't do that why because it's not great well, um, why don't you just fucking fish dude most of it gets put gets made into Jerky. I never tried the jerky, and that's or, all and I've asked for my whole life from and you. Pepperoni. You, I haven't given you any of the pepperoni. Oh, don't, don't make me find the fucking episodes. I will listen to our entire catalog and find the exact date where I've said it on this show, knowing I've said it prior to on the air. I remember you saying that. I thought I, I thought my dad had given you. That's pepperoni. all I've ever wanted from the Jokums. Okay. That's I'll, the only reason we're still friends is because we haven't got it. So just hold out because you're going to lose a friend right, once I get uh, it. Fair enough. I We just had a bunch of it done. Especially if it's garbage. A bunch of it just... We just got a bunch of it back. I need so it. I will I will bring some over. Uh, let me do it. Right. I think I've had it before, though. No, I've had geese. Well, duck, they, duck and goose, is, it all gets mixed whatever. together. Let me try it. I love jerky. I love pepperoni. Okay, the stuff that my dad made you guys that day, he, he undercooked it. I don't, it was good. It was fine. I don't mind. It's I didn't not mind good. It. You can say it's not no, good. No, I didn't mind it. I already told you. I enjoyed it. It was fun to try, and I liked it. But now you're telling me he's the best fucking salmon cooker in the entire world, and uh, I can't yes. have some? Yeah, you can definitely have some. I can't because he got hacked on his Instagram, and now I can't message him. You want his phone number? That sounds like a terrible idea. Uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just message your mom on Facebook. Right, and be like, Tell enough. Gary I want some salmon. Dude, my dad. Uh, he, anyway, it's Cedar Plank. Um, you barbecue it, you wrap it in tin, you wrap the salmon filet in tin foil and you barbecue it on a cedar plank. That sounds fancy. Other than the tin foil, that's how like the, that's how a lot of like, well, I'm great. I'm I'm glad you're holding out on me and everybody else. It's a very indigenous way of cooking salmon. I mean, it sounds awesome. It's amazing. Yesterday you and I went to the community center and then lemon pepper. Ooh, I do love lemon pepper. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, dude, Costco sells the salmon and rosemary. With comes with like a a pesto butter mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the salmon, mm-hmm. and you buy it like in a package and you cook it that way. Yeah, melted butter, pesto yeah. butter, melted. Pe- I haven't had that, but I bet it's, it's but, I bet it's good. I bet it's good. Anyways, you and I went to the community center yesterday. We did. We did I wouldn't. Some, we I, ran would, some I laps. wouldn't say we balled out. We I would just say laps. we ran, <laughs> and there was a basketball present around us. Yeah, we were just running up and down the court, dude, getting our You actually got you actually got past two. Okay, but we don't talk about that because I missed. Yeah, I mean you also I hadn't played no basketball. You also hadn't played basketball in like three months. It took me halfway through our three on three game to finally What's, when, feel like when I had a thing? shot. I mean that was in uh that was in July. Oh July, August, September, October. Or it was late July. Yeah. Okay. So it's been almost three months. Yeah, so we went to Furstenberg. And played basketball on adult basketball mm-hmm. night. Yep. 
I was pleasantly surprised. Anytime you hear like open gym, yeah, you just assume there's going to be a lot of d bags. That's what I took away from it. It's like there were actually a lot of like there was those chippy guys, those annoying ass guys. It's like you see those videos on Instagram or those mm-hmm. memes where like these are all the guys you run into at the gym, and they were all there, but there was like this like suppression of douchery mm-hmm. and everybody so then everybody seemed like they were nice guys yeah everybody was encouraging and like even the shit talking was kind of laughable and like the fouls were annoyed annoying and annoyed and people just kind of like bantered about it and just let it go mm-hmm. i don't know it was fun yeah it's cool i'm glad you came out it's a great deal for like a one one night come and hoop with some randoms mm-hmm. but um yeah, it was good to get some run in. Um and I'm glad you came out. And yeah, I appreciate I that. I had fun. Um I it was it was uh yeah, I mean I, every you saw every stereotype. Yeah. There. Stereotype exactly. So it's just uh but thankfully that there was I'm so used to I'm so used to like the environment with flag football. Yes. Where you've just got a whole bunch of high testosterone douchebags yeah just going at each Uncle other ricos yeah guys who are just trying to relive their high school glory yeah. days and constantly saying man if this were if this was if this was tackle or if the, we had pads on i'm like but it's not they say that yeah all the time are People, you serious all, anytime you got new teams they always say that like some guy will catch the pass over the middle and the guy playing safety is like oh you're still like you're not wearing pads bro and i'm like but it's not no like, way it's not where it's a five-man flag football league that you're paying to come play dude we should make a video for them we should. We should make of all the things you hear all the mm-hmm. time, right? Because, like, honestly, we the most fun I had was in that lazy game we played at the end, yeah. with three on three, where nobody was playing any defense. Nobody was really playing any defense, but we're all kind of just we're just having fun. It's mm. being lazy. You're swiping at it a little bit, but it's fun. Like yeah. we're just getting some running, just going through the motions. And I'm like, let's just. We had an odd man out. I was like, let's just shoot for teams. First three, second three. Well, the first three made it. Mm-hmm. And then nobody made a free throw. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, is somebody going to say it? Is somebody going to say it? Is somebody going to say it? Do you know what I was hoping someone would say? No. Oh, dude. And somebody says it every time. And probably because of those stereotype videos, nobody says it anymore. But like, maybe we should go with layups. Mm. Yeah. Somebody always says it. And I'm like, please say it. Please say it. Please say it. Please like, say I don't it. know these guys well enough to say that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I would have said it. Okay. If I wasn't waiting for somebody else. All those guys knew each other by name. They must hoop together a lot. Uh, Yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and honestly, when we when when we introduced like a guy came over and was like, hey, what's like when he asked me if I wanted to play, Mm -hmm. he was like, hey, instead of saying, like, do you want to play? He goes, what's your name? Mm -hmm. First thing he said to me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's Jeff. And he goes, do you want to play? And I'm like, well, I'm waiting for my buddy Jake. So I'm going to try to get on a team with him. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And then. That same guy met you at the door and was like, hey, are you waiting for Jeff? I don't know if he said my name, but like every time somebody asked me my name, they try to use mm-hmm. it right back to me. Yeah. And that's that's a skill or a practice that people use to remember people's names. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was super cool that everybody there was using that. Yeah. Like, oh, no, you'll be with Jeff. Oh, no, you'll be with Jake. Oh, what's your name? Jeff, Jake, Jeff. And it was, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I appreciated that. It was well organized. Yeah. Um, I've been to open gyms at multiple other places and it's just it's a shit show oh i've been at la fitness when they're just like there's so many people there that they and there's one court so mm-hmm. everybody's putting on a list and they're fighting over who's next and whose name and ugh. but it was it was cool mm-hmm. i like that i like Furstenberg. i'm definitely going to go back um i need to go back well 
I mean, running and sweating is good for everybody. And I don't ever do it. And my job is so sedentary. And there was a minor health scare for me recently that has just kind of motivated me to 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 do better, mm-hmm. to eat better, to exercise more, to sweat more. Plus, I love it, dude. Honestly, going to Fan Fest and sitting that close and watching these guys run through the drills and sweating and working hard, I'm like, dude, I love that. I love doing that, and I don't do it enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. I'll be there almost every night. So, if you're ever down or you want to hoop or you just want to shoot around, sounds like um, the rest of the nights are just like... it's Honestly, what it said was um, it said no full court basketball on open gym night so they have those two courts that they had Mm -hmm. and then if you notice on the side there was two more baskets that come down oh wow so there's that would be that would be a mess if you had games going on right that's what they're saying they're saying don't do it Mm -hmm. so you can go and you can shoot around or you can play one-on-one or you can play horse or whatever work on your shots work on some minor stuff like that but it definitely seems like a place where I'm going to go, maybe work out, then get some shots up, maybe sit in the hot tub for a minute because mm-hmm. my body is big and hurts. <laughs> Anyways, so we'll be I'll be there. But it's uh, I don't know. It's just it's weird how the older I get, like some people just I'm getting I'm thinking about this just investment in Vancouver and seeing Vancouver grow and seeing Vancouver develop and like I, what I view as a positive way. Right. It things are getting overdeveloped, right? When you have buildings and apartments and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. like Furstenberg is a beautiful community center that is a great resource um for families, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think enough people take advantage of that. The waterfront, I mean, it's beautiful down there. How mm-hmm. many people actually are like have made it down there? I'd love to see how many people who haven't made it down there. Um all the trails walking around the fort and stuff, like there's just so much in this place that I value. Mm-hmm. Our city has done a great job, yeah, um, of modernizing mm-hmm. and uh, building up public a- public access. Yeah, exactly, and providing space for mm-hmm. people to do different things. Um, which <laughs> got a drone. I'm gonna try to capture some of That's that. That's right. You shit. bought a drone. You bought a drone from I would, Clay. I would love for you to come out on a hike, and we can use that. Dude, I'm down. It'd be so nice to cap there. There's some some places that would just look absolutely gorgeous to have oh my god unbelievable Mm -hmm. and it's it's a legit dude it's a freaking i don't know anything about drones but it looks nice yeah it freaking it's light it's a mini Mm -hmm. but it the footage it gets is amazing really oh yeah we're gonna get some shit on here he's like dude it's a little banged up i'm like what the fuck are you talking about dude So I just got actually, uh, uh, I just ordered something on Amazon for it for hmm. my, just some accessories. I got to accessorize for it. For sure. Anyways, so that is our long and drawn out catch up session. Yeah. What I wanted to talk to you about tonight is cancel culture. Mm. Kind of. Okay. Most More specifically, the canceling of something. There's been a lot of people canceled lately, so you're going to have to be specific well i'm not talking about dave Chappelle. okay who else has been canceled uh well the song brown sugar by rolling stones saw that okay uh roger goodell uh not roger goodell roger goodell canceled john gruden Mm -hmm. who was the head football coach saw that uh that's all i got okay i am talking about the cancellation of columbus day Uh, okay is this official no it's not official they haven't it hasn't been 
I mean, there's a proclamation on Indigenous People's Day 2021. Yeah, I mean, Biden came out and said something, but... Did you read it? No. Dude, I I printed the proclamation and Mm -hmm. read it. How the fuck does anybody miss Donald Trump? There's a lot of people. I don't understand, dude. I saw... I saw the amount of people I saw maskless today in uh, in Safeway. Yeah, uh, makes me realize like we're we're too we are too maskless. Maskless, just completely maskless. A pregnant woman walking around Safeway with no mask on, <sighs> and it just bums me out. Yeah, it just super bums me out. Let me so, read but, you some but of it made, this. anyway, but it made me realize that we have two Americas right now. Yeah, and uh, that M- America still very much li- loves Donald Trump because of the reality that they live in. Anyway, so continue. Our country was this. I'm just gonna cut some parts out of here and read them to you. Our country was conceived on a promise of equality and opportunity for all people. A promise that despite the extraordinary progress we've made through the years, we have never fully lived up to. That is especially true when it comes to upholding the rights and dignity of the indigenous people who were here long before colonization of the Americans began. For generations, federal policies systemically sought to assimilate, displace native people, and eradicate native cultures. Today, we recognize indigenous people's resilience and strength, as well as their immeasurable positive impact that they have made on every aspect of American society. We also recommit to supporting a new, brighter future of promise and equity for tribal nations as a future grounded in tribal sovereignty and respect for the human rights of indigenous people in the Americas and around the world. Mm. That's, uh, That's a nice sentiment. Dude, it just, it, it, I mean, instead of the push for MAGA and to hold on to the the conquest of Columbus, like, it just... Well, they hold on to the conquest of Columbus because they don't know anything about it. Well, Spain seems to know something about it. Well, not, that's the, the far right in Spain. Did you send me the article from the BBC? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Okay. So I went. I didn't have time to read it when you sent it, but I read it to me. Read it tonight, mm-hmm. and um, apparently there are two far right group movements or movements in Spain. Well, they've dealt with fascists. I mean, yeah. Franco was a fascist, right? So it's. I mean, it's not surprising that there's still a legacy there. But. The leader of the conservative Popular Party is the title of the party. Popular Party. Mm. That's concerning. I mean, yeah, there's <laughs> populist parties all over. Europe. Um. Uh, Pablo Casado, his his quote here is, does the kingdom of Spain have to apologize because five centuries ago it discovered the new world, respected those who were there, created universities. I know I read this. And I couldn't believe created it. prosperity, built entire cities. I don't think so. Oh, boy, dude. That does not land well. <laughs> I mean, how do you say that? In this, in this, right. In this day, in this era. With how much we know, yes, to still come out and say something like that, yeah, is insane, insane. Uh, Vox is the third largest party uh, in Parliament. Um, frequently asserts Spain's historical importance. For example, harking back to the Catholic forces, def- uh, to the back to co- Catholic forces defeat of Muslim adversaries in the Middle Ages, and it's just for Spain. It is nationalism is what it is. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. It's not about the achievements of Christopher Columbus. It's the the achievements done so with the waving of the flag. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's insane. Even because Columbus wasn't Span. He wasn't Spanish. He was right. gentleman. 
but uh, it's yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it, yeah. it's it's flag it's flag waving. Yeah, and so the rest of the article t- touches on like kind of the reaction of or the the point of view or the consideration of Columbus from uh, Latin American countries. Mm-hmm. And there was. Um, in September, Pope Francis, who is Argentine, marked the 200th anniversary of Mexico's independence from Spain by acknowledging the personal and social sins committed by the Catholic Church in Mexico after the, con- uh, after the conquest. Like, that is an admittance of wrongdoing mm-hmm. of the church. And you have these, like, far-right people in Spain just like, nah, we were, we were awesome to them. Even even in, Sp- in Spain, they have southern accents. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, they might as well. Yeah, and uh, Mexico's leftist president uh, has championed indigenous rights and repeatedly called on Spain to apologize for the crimes of its imperial past. He welcomed the Pope's message. Now, I don't know if I necessarily, you know, fall in line with the apology. With the Pope's apology? apology? No, with like Spain's apology to Mexico to the indigenous people of Mexico. I mean. Maybe if they've never done it, right, then and that's what it sounds like where we're at. Maybe mm-hmm. it's due, but I mean, what else are you gonna say? Right. I mean, what do you what are you what are you I mean, what really are you going to say? Who? Spain. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like what what do you say to Yeah. To I the former colonized? I mean, it's 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 so funny because my exposure to uh, colonizers and colonization is through the Americas and through Spain and through Europe, you know, and their atrocities in Latin America because that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to study. And you have all the 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 British Empire that you've studied in, um, and uh, their empire and their atrocities in India and yeah. I mean, I've also read Christopher Columbus's journal. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, we had to as assigned reading for what Doctor Peabody's European expansion overseas. Oh my word! Tell mm-hmm. me more. Yeah, I mean he he's he was a one. He was a complete buffoon. And the fact what was that class? That sounds amazing. European expansion overseas. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was it was my probably my favorite class. Why I didn't took you tell me to take that? I think I did. I probably didn't listen. <laughs> it was a capstone, and you only wanted to take food history. Oh, food history was the shit. Dude. I know. I mean, you it's say literally it was. my favorite class. Yeah. Okay. But you, <laughs> but once you took that one capstone, you didn't want to take another capstone. I can't believe that was a capstone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, Tell me more. So Spain. Um, I mean, Christopher Columbus. I mean, he was a complete buffoon. Yeah. And his whole once he realized he wasn't where he thought he was, mm-hmm. he was going off of the very skewed map driven. Um, written out by Marco Polo. Mm. Um, and he was looking for what Marco Polo called uh, like Chapanga, mm-hmm. which was Japan. And oh, which and because when Marco Polo was there on as a, uh, as a kind of a extension of the Khan, because at the time the Mongols mm-hmm. ruled uh, China. And when Marco Polo was in China, he befriended the, the Khan ruler mm-hmm. and he sent him as an on part of the envoy to Japan and all like any writer of that day was trying who wanted to be published and yes. be, you know, like would it, it over exaggerate the stuff he was saying. Everything. Sensationalized everything, right? Yeah. Everything was um, everything in the around Java and, and the Philippines mm-hmm. was all like there was cannibals and there was all these like um, these crazy 
three-headed hippos and all this like right. all of this crazy stuff that he was just making up mm-hmm. uh, just to sensationalize and make himself you know in his explorations yes. look way better Rising than they were on a but japan but the way he described japan was like the cities with paved in gold and just so oh. much so much riches you mm-hmm. could like you could never you couldn't uh, you couldn't imagine right. so like christopher columbus is sailing there expecting to run right into Chipanga. Mm, yeah. Uh and when he realized like there was nothing. But to, not nothing. He ran into one of the greatest empires in human history. He didn't he didn't discover the Aztecs. Who did? The Spanish did. The sorry. Spanish did, but sorry. not Columbus. I mean, I'm sorry, I meant the Spanish. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Um he, not him specifically. He, he bumped up against I mean he was finding the he he was running into Carib cultures, Caribbean yeah, Caribbean, cultures. Caribbean, yeah. And who were very much nautical, very Did he hit Florida at all? No, um, I think on his fourth trip. Okay. I read the journal from his first voyage. Okay. Um, and so he he was also very much influenced by Portuguese explore, exploration mm, around right. the, the west coast of mm-hmm. Africa. And they used a technique where you would capture indig- yes. indigenous people yes. and then use them as interpreters. Yes. So he began, the first his first contact, he just says, well, I want to do this. <laughs> so he captures ind- natives. Yeah. And then uses was going to use them as interpreters, mm-hmm. but his ships were so his ships were so much slower compared to the really like to the canoes and nav- like in navigation. Wow! Um, so like the people that he was meeting with were going ahead and telling all the other cultures like don't like don't try to talk to be suspicious of them. They oh, they they right. kidnap all the stuff. So as he started going further and further and meeting like more and more people, and not finding anything, becoming more and more met with frustrated. Contention. He was getting met with more suspicion and more yeah. contention. They're not. They're not being as like open about it. Yeah. So he thought they were trying to conceal the gold, and oh, so then he starts. Wow. I don't know enough about Columbus. I'm glad so you then, do. <laughs> so then he starts like becoming more and more uh, aggressive to mm. to the natives. And then when he returns home to Spain, um, gets a second voyage. But that by that time, Ferdinand and, and Isabella mm-hmm. were already like kind of suspicious of him yeah and then so when he starts calling he starts building colonies in the second and th- his third um actual settlements That's for what spanish I'm saying, dude pieces of shit are always rich man they always sucker people into just giving them money yeah so he they, so he starts <laughs> then he starts he starts bringing natives back um right to spain right. and just i mean he basically started the he started a genocide right um once the the Caribs start trying to like revolt against mm-hmm. colonization, he couldn't put it he couldn't put it down. Like, he okay. couldn't put the rebellion down. Mm-hmm. So that's when Ferdinand and Isabella basically mm-hmm. were like, "Okay, you're done." Yeah, and they, he basically died penniless in shackles. Right. Columbus did. Yeah. So uh, there's there was this meme going around that like Christopher Columbus was so bad that even the people who were doing the um, mm. the uh, who were doing the uh, why can't I think of it? Not the Reconquista. The Reconquista, Reconquista was the Spanish kicking out the Moors from um, in unifying the uh, the um, Iberian Peninsula mm-hmm. under the Catholicism. Uh, what was the the thing where the Catholics are going around and making sure you were pure? Um, I can't think of it. Well, I don't know. I know, I know, I've heard it, but we pause it real quick. Yeah, so my, Inquisition. So, Inquisition you, you was the it. word Good I was looking Good for. Uh, so basically, saying like the Inquisition uh, was the the Inquisition, the people who were who were perpetrating the Inquisition 
uh, thought that even thought that Christopher Columbus was even bad to their standards and then threw him like, uh, dude, you're crazy and threw him and threw him in <laughs> in shackles. That's not really the case. Right. Um, they were basically Columbus was embezzling money. Mm-hmm. Uh, he couldn't put down rebellions and right. the, the crown just grew tired of his antics, right. like constantly promising shit and not coming up with it. Um, so he wasn't really jailed because he was a bad person. He was jailed because he made the king and queen mad. Right. Um, which just further, you know, just how do you not question even more then? Like, why are we celebrating this dude? I mean, I know why in the mm-hmm. United States it was made a holiday, right? But it's 2021, dude. Like, like you said, with all that we know mm-hmm. and the available information out there, how many people I haven't, but how many people are going to go out there and read his writings and diary? Yeah. The words from his mouth, mm-hmm. written on page, it's there. Yeah, you can. Well, like the Spanish, um, the Spanish uh, created the the environment for African slavery because right. they initially uh, to work on for slave labor, they started uh, enslaving the Caribs, and then once they ran out of, and then eventually um, a lot of uh, South American tribes, the Portuguese, especially in Brazil. Um, once they worked all of the native population to death and basically eradicated them all right. either through disease or forced labor yeah. and war, um, they had to supplement their, their colonies with another, uh, labor, work, labor Workforce, force. Yeah. In, there's Africa. Uh, so, I mean, the Spanish have a lot to apologize for, but we'll, uh, but they brought universities <laughs> and they brought civilization to the savages. So, Go empire, right, right, and that's why I think it's important to note, like I, you know, it, it like, do people know where Tenochtitlan is? No. Do you know where it is? Isn't that um, like you've seen pictures, right? Yeah, it's, it's just like this, it's it's in the it's like an island in the middle of a lake, in the middle of a lake, right? And isn't it, that like Mexico? Is it near Mexico City? It's Mexico City. Okay. That's it was right. all filled in and like, it's not like, like it's like, to me, the the moment I learned that, it broke my heart, right? Because you see these images and you just like, this, like it's hard to believe the the scale of this empire and this, this just city mm-hmm. on the water and you hear writings about it or you read writings about it and it just seems like. It seems like out of a fairy tale. Like there's no way. Like imagine, imagining like stumbling upon. I say that you know loosely that term, but like just seeing this, like thinking like there was just this idea about right about indigenous people, and then you come upon this massive city Hmm. that's like lit and just like the construction is like has these long roads over the lake into the city, far more advanced than anything that Spain right was right. At their at, at their respective points, mm. like at that point in history, right? The Aztec, Mayan, and Incan culture mm-hmm. was by far more technologically advanced, right? In terms of architecture, all of like everything you would measure like I mean, a society from, yeah. Than Spain, yeah. The thing that Spain had was generations and generations and generations of built-in immunity to viruses, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, because there's no way the Cortez mm. is able to take the yeah. Aztec Empire was already in decline yes. by the time Cortez arrived. Yes. But 
without the help of the of an invisible virus. Right. I think it was Cortez though who was like using like forcing smaller. No, they it wasn't. I mean, as far as I know, they weren't really forced. They were well, bandwagon. They were, yes. were bandwagging on with the Spanish. bandwagging or taking. They were taking advantage, advantage of, of an opportunity, yeah, right, yeah. to overthrow the 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 government essentially. Because well, I mean, the Aztecs were an empire. Yeah. So what, when you're an That's empire, insane. when you're an empire, you take over other people. Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen that as a justification. It's like, well, can you really like say like the Aztecs were victims? Uh, they, they they were an empire. They were an empire themselves. Right. Okay, well, it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, too, I, I hear the same thing. It's like, well, you know, slavery was slavery. The Africans were doing... The Africans were enslaving oh, their own people. Oh, you hear that shit all the time. It's just not the same. Like, it's, yeah. it's, just, not, it's just not the same. It we don't, we not don't, the same. Like, we could do a whole episode on why it's different. I don't, <laughs> we don't need to sit here and do that right here. Right. But in the, it was different. It was different. Yeah. Um, and in very important ways. Right. If without the disease, firearms... And all, you know, just like the war tactics or whatever. I mean, they had their own war tactics, right? Mm-hmm. But you had these Spanish weapons and all of that stuff. Without all of that, if those communities and, and, and groups wanted to rise up against Aztec and you the Aztec Empire and you read about that, that is much different than, hey, the Spanish came in and was like, hey, you want to do this? And they're like, sure. That's a way different story. Mm-hmm. And, and you can forgive... The, them coming up against their own empire, right? That's a David and Goliath story. You know what I mean? That's the root grassroots movement against the empire. But then you're like, you throw in, I mean, I'm just thinking about some parallels to the United States right now, bro, <laughs> mm-hmm. as an empire. But I don't know. It's fascinating. Anyways, Mexico City, dude, like that used to be the heart of it. Like it, it's, 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 it's in, I've, I've looked at like, imagery of the Tenochtitlan like over a map of Mexico City to kind of like show where it would be or where it was. It's fucking cool. And it's a bummer that that massive lake is like not there and it's like not something you could see anymore and mm-hmm. but there's a lot of history there. Well, for anyway, definitely. And like I'm sure it's all rooted like so much of it is I know so much of it is rooted in like indigenous history mm-hmm. and like indigenous people. And even there like uh just the colonizing and, and and scrubbing of indigenous culture and like trying to get rid of it and it's just shitty yeah well but even you know I, with colonization and um how much the subjugate once once the cultures were colonized mm-hmm. the subjugation of yeah. those of those uh of those of those people mm-hmm. and like where once ideas of of race and class start becoming start shifting because of the colonial because of the colonial infrastructure right and okay well if you're pure blood spanish you're here yes well if you're mixed race but how much mick like and eventually you get multiple generations living in the colonies like if you're this much mixed then you're on this rung and then like natives are at the bottom like complete natives are at the bottom of of the of the social pecking order and like those were those were questions that never were really addressed in Europe, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until colonization it wasn't until colonization right. that race and class really begin to uh, intersect. Yeah, where w- beforehand race was more conceptualized on the basis of how, like, on your class mm-hmm. versus the color of your skin or by bi- like biological characteristics, mm-hmm. stuff you mm-hmm. can't stuff you can't really control about yourself. Right. And so once 
people started like, well, how do we, how do we justify like the Spanish or the British or the French? How do we justify to ourselves, to God and country that we, what we're doing to these people is just right. And that question in itself the and, the, and the, the reorganization of, of race and class, mm-hmm. we can do this because of our skin color. We're endowed with certain characteristics and we or have superiority. to superiority. We have to bring that to, um, we have to basically bring these people out of the primordial yes. muck. We have to do our best to civilize the yeah. savages. Yeah. And they, th- they really thought like that's, I mean, it's been, it's been called the white man's burden. Right. That was like their way of thinking. Like it's our burden. <laughs> it's our duty. It's our duty to bring. Yeah. Uh, I mean that, that was the, you could say like that was the, uh, the window dressing. Right. But it, Whereas there was a lot of people, a lot of it was just economic exploitation at the end of the day too. And they were just using this, uh, they were just using Christianity or for the greater good as, as a way to justify it to the masses back in the metropole, the people who were never going to actually travel, the people who were funding these, the people who were funding the colony, uh, the amount of money it took to, to secure the, secure and expand the empire on the periphery. Yes they had to be sold something at home, a raw, raw chant. Right. But really the heart and soul of colonization was exploitation. Look at these schools we're building. Look at these lives we're changing. Mm -hmm. See, it's okay that we're there and bringing in all this sugar and exports and all of that stuff. Exactly. So that's why uh, I just want to just touch on this real quick before we go. That's what I love so much about um, food history. So everything you learned about or everything you just went over are all things that I've learned about through colonizing Africa, through colonizing uh, the United States and Latin America and like all of that thing. Those are all kind of we're just seeing these repeated methods and strategies to take over a place. Mm -hmm. But that's what I loved so much about food history was it was looking at all the same things, but through the lens of food, Um, not because I just love food, but I do. But um like just one example is taking taking the staple in Mexico or in Latin America, which is corn, and everything they ate and everything they made was through corn and ch- and changing the way that corn is is handled or 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 cooked or grinded or baked, all of those things, and saying, "Let's not use that anymore. Let's use flour." Like that simple move is an act of colonizing for them because they're telling them your ways are wrong. Start using our ways. And that was just just one thing. Like it was for me, it was going, oh, shit. Like it was like, you know, you, t- you talk about these sweeping, like huge, massive methods. But then when you get down to it, it is really every element of taking away culture to the level of like food, mm-hmm. which was just astonishing to me. And that's why I love that class so much. Sound like a fascinating class. I know it was freaking awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, I took. Uh, I was fortunate enough. I took both um, European expansion, uh, yeah, the early that modern, class sounds early modern, early modern period. So basically, up until like seventeen fifty, and then I took um, Welchel's class, which was um, colonization up to uh, basically um, end of World War Two. Mm. So it was more modern. Um, more modern uh colon more modern forms of imperialism more right than, which straight colonization yeah um 
because there there is a there is a there is a fundamental there is a kind of a fundamental difference mm-hmm. between colonization and imperialism for sure it's less far less direct control mm-hmm. um but it's no by no means uh any difference in the next expo- economic exploitation even more so right uh and the effects on indigenous cultures um but uh yeah i mean you can't look at uh the stuff that I, I just don't know how somebody, a political figure, I mean, they know better. Like right. We talked about this. We talked about this last week um, with the the people sharing around the stuff with the Nisqually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Like this person for Vox who, uh, or whatever political party he's from the in Spain. Popular people and Vox were yeah. the two so right groups. They know that that's bullshit. Yeah. They're but pieces of shit. But they're they gotta, capitalizing but they've on got to rally. They've got to rally the people who agree with them, or or just it's a, it's getting emotional responses yeah. and, and, and capitalizing on mm-hmm. that. That's yeah, all it's, it is. It's a, it's a rallying. It's a rallying cry because I don't have anything else to go on. But to me, and I'll never understand it. But it's so like the weird otherization in contrast to celebrating others. I'll never understand. Like there's so much about so instead of otherizing them and villainizing villainizing them is that the word villainizing, vilifying, vilifying yeah. See, I never know the fucking words, <laughs> dude. Vilifying um, a group or a people, like there's so much that can be learned from one another that edges I don't understand that like that's why I wanted this book right Native Hoops that's why I love studying history because it's learning about other people's cultures my own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. My own histories. Um, instead of just shitting on them, dude, it's weird. Well, I think that there's a really misunder there's a a real misunderstanding of of uh, of what culture is, yeah. and it's this idea that it's it's static, and yeah. then that the world that people were born in was that way for sure. The second, like the world the world remains static up until the point that their mother gave birth to them. That's a privileged point of view. And so therefore everything is the way it should have been. Yeah. And you can't change any of it and you shouldn't have to even think about it. And just going forward, everything exists and basically everything exists in your own little vacuum. Right. Absolutely. It's the only way that you can, it's the only way you can look at this stuff and think the only way you could look at other cultures and be like, you're the enemy mm-hmm. or like, yeah. you're going to, your, your existence around me threatens my way of life. Right. Imaginary enemy, dude. And I can't wait. I'll, I'll, I'll end on this unless you have something else to say, but I can't wait till you have a 12 year old and then she comes home or he comes home and they tell you all the weird uh, or non-binary comes home and tells you all the weird shit that the kids are into. And you're like, what are you talking about? And then you have to pause for a moment and think about the weird shit that you kind of were into Mm -hmm. and the words you were singing and you didn't realize that you were singing. And then you're like, Oh man, I am old. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, like I had never the song Brown sugar. Yeah. 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 Have you looked, have you actually ever read the, should we? Yeah, I mean, should, I don't care. It's should, early enough. You should read it. Okay. So it's a uh, it's one of Rolling Stones's like really popular songs. Did they write it? I don't. I mean, I'm assuming they wrote it, but they've been performing it forever. Okay, but why would they write? Isn't it happening to do with slavery? Yeah. So why would they write a song about slavery? So uh, Keith Richards yeah. came out because they took it off of their their 
place they're set. Yeah, in, I saw that in the United States. Yeah, and Keith Richards was like, "People are so dumb. Don't they know it was about the horrors of like we wrote it about the horrors of slavery? It wasn't to promote slavery. It was okay. to talk about the horrors of slavery. But if you read the lyrics, it's hard to imagine what they were. It's hard to get that message. Maybe that was the intent. I'm not. I'm not saying it wasn't. I I don't know what's in their heart, but I can tell you that it. I don't really get a. Uh, a Hey, this is a horrors of slavery vibe from it. Okay. Gold Coast slave ship bound for cotton fields. Sold in the market down in New Orleans. Scarred old slaver knows he's doing all right. Hear him whip the women just around midnight. Brown sugar, how come you taste so good? Oh, God. Yeah. He's talking about raping. Brown sugar just like a young girl should. Drums beating. Cold English blood runs hot. Lady of the house wondering when it's going to stop. Houseboy knows that he's doing all right. You should have heard him just around midnight. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, he's talking about like this, basically raping Ah, and I bet your mama was a tent show queen, and all her boyfriends were sweet 16. I'm no schoolboy, but I know what I like. You should have heard me just around midnight. How come you... How come you taste so good, just like a black girl should? Uh, you can't defend that, dude. No, but you would be surprised how many people are pissed about it being canceled. Really? Oh yeah. I thought about screen capping uh, some of the comments and reading them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I forgot about it. My word. But you you get the same like oh like if, like people just were perpetually offended and all that kind of shit. Yeah. It's like you you really like you really think that like that's your jam? Like yeah, that one. Like that's the one we're gonna go with. Wow, I saw it and I was like, okay. Like I didn't read any. I saw the headlines mm-hmm. right, and I'm like, I wonder what wonder what that's about. That's fucking dark, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. That's. And, and like you listen to the song it's like if you it's a good jam i've never heard it i don't think uh, you'd recognize it oh really yeah it's played in movies like oh it's, it's one of their more popular songs like Whoa. when you hear it you'd be like oh yeah i know that song what's it called uh brown sugar i'm not gonna play it but well i will listen to it yeah wow wow mm-hmm. it's like it's the same people who think that Holy uh shit. it's the thing uh that who think Fortunate Son or uh, uh, mm. Born in the USA are patriotic songs. Right, right. And they're, anti- they're, they're staunchly anti-war. Yeah. <laughs> like in talking about the, the economic inequality. Well, why isn't anti-war patriotic? Well, fair enough. But oh! You got me. <laughs> but uh, I mean, they they uphold it as like this, like rah-rah patriotic song. Right, like, right. Pro like you know nationalist yeah, like waving America, the flag, waving yeah. the flag kind of thing, yeah. and uh, it's it's not. It's I mean Bruce Springsteen is calling out the economic inequality of who is getting sent to fight in Vietnam versus yeah. who's not. That's like, beautiful. The, the fortunate son, yeah. doesn't have to go. That's fucking beautiful, dude. That's the shit I think that should be celebrated. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Having Indigenous People Day and celebrating cultures and having Black History Month and having a uh, Latin American history and like it's just it's fucking it's celebrating each other. That's fucking rad. I don't, I just, I don't, I love, you know, my, my, I connect through my culture and history through food. I love, I spent a whole summer every Sunday, uh, Alicia and Alex were coming over and we were trying to cook traditional Mexican food and cuisine. Mm-hmm. 
for the first time I made tamales and I tried it and I tried to stick to the original recipes and I just gnarly things that I was trying to do. I have a, I have a, I do have a, um, like a historical Latin American, uh, cookbook that I've dude, some of them, they got like frogs and shit and that. I don't know if I can go that deep, but, um, but that's how I connect, right? It's a celebration of culture. It's a celebration of food and, and finding connection through culture instead of shitting on it because, Dude, that song is fucking gross, man. And your culture is being canceled. That's your culture. I know. That's I, your culture. Well, one, it, it, it's your culture. It's a British rock band singing about American slavery. Yeah. So th- really think about what you're defining as your culture. Yeah. That's your flex, dude. That's weird. It, they're not an American band. Yeah. It's for one. Yeah. Not that that should matter. Oh, it matters. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Uh, but you're you're owning an American band. Yeah. You're owning a British a band, British band as part of your American culture. Yeah, whatever. Maga, so dude. It's a bad argument. Uh, but then also, you wanna you wanna own slave like we should all own slavery, right? But you wanna like wrap up images of slavery as part of like your pride? cultural pride. Yeah, cultural pride. Like, really think about that, man. Really think about that one. I wonder how how often they're like cuz you you're saying I'll recognize the song, right? And I imagine it's a good jam. If you don't listen to the lyrics musically, then, right? Yeah. Musically it's a good jam. So that's cool, but I wonder how many of these morons haven't read those lyrics like that. I, there was people that I came across like I don't care what it's about. This song is like the song I grew up listening to the song. The song, the is, song like, is my jam. Yeah, it's like I don't care I don't care what it's about. It's like Wow, that tells me all I need to know about you, dude. Honestly, sometimes when you're like not you, but like like you, I'm just imagining myself right now, just jamming like a hypersexual song, like with my windows down and shit. That's a little embarrassing. Well, like, of, so have you ever heard? This is funny you bring this up because I ran into this. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Facebook video scrolls, like when you just start scrolling through like different oh, video, random videos on Facebook. Uh, have you ever heard of the band uh, the Bloodhound Gang? Of course. I had never run across these D-bags ever. Wait, are you serious? Dude, some of those, dude, those lyrics are terrible. But they're, I, I don't, I think it's, I don't think they're really a band. I mean, they are, but I think it's more satirical than serious. But I don't know. I don't know, man. You should watch. You should watch some of their music videos. What song are you talking about? I don't know. There's this one where they're running around in monkey costumes. And Bad they, Touch. You have yeah. never heard Bad Touch. No. Before? And then they 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 literally shoot a bunch of French women with tranquilizers and then uh, like storm off with them. You've never seen any of this, dude. It's terrible. Like, That's what I'm talking about, though. That's the shit. As a 12 year old, I'm like, you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it like we they do it, it on, on the, the Discovery, Discovery Channel. <laughs> okay, but the the one about where he's singing about like a porn star and like you've had a lot of dick but you haven't had mine. Well, I don't know that. You don't song. know that song? Well, how far did you go down this rabbit a hole? A lot. I've listened to a lot of their music. <laughs> I can't believe it's it's I can't believe it's real. Oh my god! 
and uh, it's awful. And I can't believe that music was ever made. And then the fact that there's a bunch of nut, like all of this, like going through the comments, uh, all of the people who would you'd expect were being like, oh, I'm here before they try to cancel this song too. And uh, it's all the guys uh, with the with the wraparound Oakleys with the picture in the front of the, yeah. the front seat of their truck. It's like all middle-aged white dudes. Oh, uh, dude, I love that you just like stumbled. On- I'm going to just send you, I'm going to start sending you all the trash for my youth. So you can be like, wait, what? Oh, that's amazing. That's like that when I hear that, it's like jackass, like uh skateboarder, like all that shit. That's what all that's associated with to me. I but okay, so now maybe you can understand where people are coming from with the song Brown Sugar. All right, if it's associated with those people listening to it as having a good time in their garage, right, hanging with their buddies right. in the nineteen seventies, that's that's the song to them. Okay, but I'm I, pointing out like this these songs yes. are like so I didn't listen to them until 2021. Yes. Listening to them and watching the music videos, it's appalling. I have a great example. So Bloodhound Gang, right? If I'm going to play that song, I'm going to play it ironically. Like, yeah, you guys remember this? Like, we used to jam out to this. And then, like, and you're sitting in a room together and you're like, wait, what are these lyrics? Like, at some point, somebody's like, what the fuck? Like, because you don't think about it when you're old, when you're younger, when you're older. I mm-hmm. guarantee you, like, any of my friends, if I mention this song, they're like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, we know that. So I'll bring it up on fr- on Friday. Don't let me forget, dude. I'm I'm gonna try to send a reminder so I can bring it up to Jesse, dude. And he'll be like, "Oh yeah, I know that song, right?" But I ca- I guarantee you, he couldn't tell me the last time he listened to it. That's something I would play ironically, right? I recently got into Limp Bizkit again because mm. <laughs> somebody's ringtone was Limp Bizkit and it played a, a, a millisecond of this a song, and I just looked at him. I go Limp Bizkit, and they're like. How did you get that from like a millisecond of a song? And I'm like, I guess I know my Limp Biscuit, but I went and watched like a bunch of live footage of them on YouTube. And do you know Nookie? Yeah, I know the song Nookie. Okay, like everybody was like, cancel this song, cancel the song. And Fred Durst was like, listen to the fucking lyrics, dude. And it's about, from what I gather, uh, he was with a girl and she was like continuously cheating on him. Mm. And so, I, you know. But that is an example of something that, like, I'm not going to be mad if it get canceled, right? But there's also, uh, these lyrics cannot be misunderstood by Rolling Stone, right? But then the, with that, with the the Limbiscuit, it could be, right? If the artist is saying, but then again, we have Keith Richards, right? Was that mm-hmm. who was it? Saying yeah. that this is what they meant it to be. But it's like, uh, is it? So then you read Limbiscuit's lyrics and you're like, is it? You know, who mm-hmm. knows? But I, I don't know. Maybe 20 years from now, I'll read those Limp Bizkit lyrics and be like, dude, you're a fucking piece of shit. But I'm not going to get mad that it's canceled. And also, playing Limp Bizkit again, it's not because I'm I'm enjoying it. Like, I'm enjoying the songs. Like, I listen to them ironically. Like, it's funny to me. Like, I put them on a mantra play, play, playlist because when we're jamming out to, like, just things that we listen to currently, then all of a sudden Nookie pops on. Everybody's like, really? Holy shit. But it's not... I mean, that's not. I can't imagine that's what people are listening to Brown Sugar as in those scenarios. It's not. A listen I don't to. think. I don't think they're look, listen, even listening to the lyrics. That's the thing. But it's, I wouldn't even imagine they're doing. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I, and that's what I meant earlier when I said that. But I, when I said that they weren't reading it to the extent that we were. But I also don't think that it's ironic. Listen, right? They're listening because they enjoy it. I'm not saying I don't enjoy Limp Bizkit. I don't know. It's weird. Somebody cancel Limp Bizkit so I know what this is. <laughs> I anyway, I'm just saying like 
it's do it's, you have any kind of relation in this like like comparison in your life the things that like i'm quite like i do that are questionably cancelable well i mean we could go through your old facebook posts but that's you directly yeah i mean you can cancel <laughs> me but but i mean what about like i don't know is there any music or anything that comes to mind when you're like oh those were those are questionable lyrics like like even like barbie like uh the barbie song right mm-hmm. that is by aqua yeah that is kind of a, a sexual song but his kids were singing it we're singing it at the roller rink and shit and then like you listen to it and you're like what the fuck we had no idea what the fuck we were saying that's just one very specific example, but there are a lot of hyper. I'm a genie in a bottle. Like mm-hmm. all of those songs have like sexual undertones, and we're just jamming out as twelve and thirteen year olds to them. And now kiddo is like singing uh, the dude um, Harry Styles. Mm. She's singing some of his songs that are clearly about oral sex and going down on a woman, a woman. And I'm just like, she has no fucking idea what she's singing right now. <laughs> But, I think I think I think as adults, once you know better, like once you know better, you should do better. Like once you know that 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 song with those lyrics, like you shouldn't defend it anymore. Okay, but what if you're a fucking parent? Give me some parental advice here, Jake. When she's singing about chowing down on a watermelon, do I just like okay, just ignore it? Is that what watermelon sugar is about? I think I'm pretty sure, dude. That's what I was told. Okay. I, I don't know. I've listened to the song like one time. Okay. But anyways, that's what I'm... It's going... Yeah. That's what it's about, right? So the kiddo's singing it. I know about, I know what it's about, so should I not allow it? What do I do? Do I allow it? Well, I don't think that's unallowable music. I mean, there's so much... I mean, in 2021, it's not. But when it gets canceled in 2045... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's been so much... <laughs> I don't think there's anything like explicitly rapey about it, is there? Who knows, dude? I don't I'm not the judge of moral <laughs> character here. I just fucking listen and fall in line. Yeah, that's uh that's I guess that's a tough one. I don't know what you're gonna do with Shane. That's what I'm saying, one. dude. Honestly, that kid is so naive and she doesn't know anything. It's fucking awesome. I love it so much. She doesn't know she didn't even know what suicide was. Well It was bless, awesome. Bless her. She was like, What? No. Doesn't somebody have to kill you? And I'm like, oh my god, completely just oblivious to the how'd concept. That, how'd that even come up? I don't remember. It was kind of a serious talk about mm. like I think it was in uh, just relations at school and stuff and like bullying and like all of that. Sure. I think some some conversation like that led down that way. Um, but I mean, so she's super naive, which is great <laughs> right now. So if she wants to sing about eating watermelon, dude, you do it. But the whole time i'm like oh my god mm-hmm. but yeah. back in the day my mom was she i'm gonna ask her dude we got i'm gonna have her i'm gonna do we gotta start a patreon because i want to do so many just independent interviews of like my mom like asking her like hey when i fucking lit your house on fire tell me what you thought and hey when i blew up your toilet tell me what you thought and, hey when i was singing genie in a bottle all sexy like what did you think <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i don't i don't really have anything in my life where i could be like I, I look back and have been like, other than my, my horrible political takes. Yeah. All right. I'm going to send you some hot, sexy music then from childhood. All right. All right. Bye, Bye guys. Bloodhound gang, man. Bye. No. <laughs>